everything's going well for you. It is Thursday, May 27th in my world. I don't know what day or time it is in your world when you listen to this, but today is a big day in our in our world because it's Kathy's birthday. And so we're excited about that, celebrating with her. 29 today. We're glad she finally made it to 29. Uh, she's just as beautiful today as she was the day she walked down the aisle at Reynolds Springs Baptist Church and, and said, I do. No, I'm not going to tell you how long ago that was because then that would give you convoluted math on her age. So anyway, we are glad that you're here. Listen, this is Thursday's discussion. And what we do is we take a question we've been asked during the week or one we've come across or something that's happened or any multitude of things and, and just spend a few moments discussing it. One of the things I was asked this week, uh, it was based on what happened with the prophet Jeremiah. As you know anything about Jeremiah, he was the weeping prophet. A lot of scholars, a lot of uh, theologians, a lot of people study the Bible and pontificate on it and what it means to tell you that uh, Jeremiah never had a single convert, that no one really paid attention to his ministry. No one really was uh, converted or lived different because of him, uh, because of things he said. I don't know that that's correct. I'm not, I'm not doubting them. We don't have record of it. Uh, but I don't know. You never know what, you never know what a person does. You never know the impact they have. However, if you read the book of Jeremiah, it is true that it reads like, boy, it was a tough life, a tough ministry. And so the question comes, why is it so hard? Why is the ministry so hard? Why is it so hard to make an impact? Why is it so hard to um, to get people to listen to the truth, the gospel of Jesus Christ? And there are, well, a thousand reasons, and I'm not going to tell you a thousand things. I'm going to pick a few of the more common ones, and uh, we're just going to discuss those. I think you'll agree with me. Uh, but ministry's hard. It is hard to make an impact, and to me, those things go, go hand in hand. I do not know a minister. I do not know a man of God, woman of God, who is trying uh, to live a right life, righteous life, however you want to say it. Uh, Keith Green some years ago called it the right life. Uh, most theologians call it the righteous life. Uh, I, I just, you know, I think about it making an impact somehow, some way for our Lord Jesus Christ. I don't know anybody who wants to live that life that wouldn't say, man, it is hard, it's difficult. And then you go, well, why is it so hard? Well, I think there's a lot of reasons. Number one, it's hard to make an impact because there's so many other voices out there. There's so many other voices out there. I mean, and many of them, uh, some in direct ways and some in roundabout ways, are constantly conflicting, are in conflict uh, with the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ. You say, oh, Brother Danny, I, you know, my, not everything is a spiritual battle. Well, I'm going to tell you something. I just, you know, I hate to break it to you uh, if you believe that, but you could probably list on one hand the things that are not a spiritual battle. Okay, just to be honest with you. A lot of things somewhere have spiritual battle implications. Uh, we fight it, and, and a lot of people, a lot of voices are fighting against making impact. Uh, you read newspapers, you see what's going on in our world. Uh, you read headlines, whatever you do, watch, watch the news. You can see so many things going against what happens or going against uh, what, the, what the Christians have, have stood for for a long, long time, and, and it is warfare. Uh, and so the first reason is so hard to be voices out there that openly conflict and the world, number two, the world promotes the opposing voices, opposing, I should say. I still got that gravelly, froggy voice. And so I know you hear it and know it's hard to listen to. However, <laughs> I don't know that I'm easy to listen to anytime. Uh, so maybe it's even better for you. <laughs> Excuse me. Anyway, 
So there's so many voices out there, number one. Two, the world promotes those other voices. We live in a country that was attacked some years ago on 9-11. I'm not going to, you know, if you can't remember that, don't think about it. That's look it up. Okay. But if you look around happens, those who have had, those who attacked America on 9-11, they are promoted, supported, encouraged, protected. I mean, thousand other things. Whereas the truth of the gospel and people who try to share the gospel, they are just the opposite. Okay. They're mocked. They're made fun of. They're attacked. And, and, and one of the things that makes ministry so hard, it's so hard to make an impact uh, for the Lord Jesus Christ. I keep giving the shorthand version. I hope you understand what I'm saying. Is that the, the voices of the world affirm, confirm, reaffirm the worth, the value, the significance of other voices other than the Christian voice, other than the gospel voice, other than the truth of God. Now. Satan is the prince of this world. I don't. I don't think I have to tell you that. I don't think we have to have a. Um, I don't think we have to have a spiritual lesson here uh, that he's the prince of darkness. He's the prince of this world. Jesus said that. The Bible never hides that. And you can look around and you can see that he is. And so many people have fallen into his trap. Uh, here, where I live in Mississippi, uh, I don't know that. Um, I'm not real sure. I know they voted recently in Walthall County. Where they can sell alcohol, I didn't. I, I never knew they didn't sell it. Now they can sell it, and I don't know exactly particulars of how that really worked. If they could sell it, some can sell a lot. I, I don't know. But we had an election a while back, and it passed uh, the selling of alcohol. And at the same time, it seems to me, and I'm an outsider. I haven't been here that long. Had made two years yet, and I haven't paid it much attention. But I've noticed after the election, many, 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 many stores have really been pushing the lottery. And like Louisiana, where I came from, Mississippi now is, I think, full contact lottery sport state. I'm telling you, you go in these stores, they got the, you know, they've got the clear plastic uh, stands and containers there where all those tickets are. And gosh, they got they got more games than I could count. In fact, I got behind a lady the other day in line who was buying lottery tickets. And she was buying a bunch of them. Well, she would. She didn't say, "Give me." I think there was something called Mega Millions at one time. The Louisiana may still be there. I don't know. I don't have a clue. I don't play the lottery, um, but that's a different, you know, different sermon, different time, different lesson, different, different time, whatever. But anyway, she was. She wouldn't call and uh, give me some number ones and number twos, number thirty fours, and things like that. I mean, I was amazed, and 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 the cashier, the worker, the store is just pulling those things and getting them out and. So anyway, she had apparently won some money, quote unquote, uh, on a ticket. So what she did was she came in the store, she took the money she won and bought tickets, and then she spent 11 more dollars, I think it was, uh, on tickets. So let's say that she won uh, $60, I'm just going to say. I don't even know if you can win $60, I'm just using an example. So then she, but she spent 71 And so the lottery people aren't out any money for the winnings. They just sold 11 more tickets. So, uh, and then she hasn't thought about it and hadn't, you know, and she talks about how much fun she has playing and, and you know, her and her mother play. I don't, I, you know, scratch it off a car and I, I, okay, you say, Brother Danny, you're despised. You don't like the gambling part. No, I don't. I don't. Absolutely don't because it's against God's word. But anyway, uh, the voice of the world approves of such things. And I looked at this lady and I thought, surely you got a, a child or something that could use that money or that, you know, you could have uh, taken care of. But no, we had to buy more tickets. Well, that's the voice of the world. And the voice of the world approves 
of things that the Bible disapproves of. And they make a, they make a big scene about it. And they make a big stench about it. And they make a big thing. And that's one of the makes it hard. It's hard not only because uh, of the voices and not only because of the approval of the world. It's hard because of the inconsistency of people who say they are believers. I have to tell you, uh, when I was a pastor, uh, I, just all the time people would tell me, you know, I'd invite them to church and talk to them. Uh, I got to meet them a lot of times at hospitals. And, well, you know, I'd go to church and they would name so-and-so who I knew. They didn't always go to our church, but I would know them. Often they were, quote-unquote, leaders in the particular church they belonged to, but their lifestyle did not match what the gospel you know, says or preaches. You know, they were mean, honorary, disrespectful, hateful. Uh, they were, boy, they were <laughs> Tasmanian devils at the, at the uh, ballpark or whatever it was. Uh, I think more Christian witnesses are lost in ballparks than any other place. I, I think more Christian witnesses are lost in ballparks than ballrooms. I just have to be honest. You say, oh, I can't believe that. Well, first off, most Christians aren't hanging out uh, getting drunk in ballrooms. But a lot of people who are Christians go crazy at ballparks. And that's just the truth. Uh, and the point is inconsistency of people who say they believe. Now, I'll have to be honest with you. I live in a small town now. I lived in a small town for 28 years, and I was pastor at Kenwood. And in small towns, people who get, you know, known significantly, their lifestyles, well, they send a message. And when they go to whatever church it may be, uh, and then they, you know, live a different way and do different things, well, that hurts the cause of God. Oh, Brother Danny, you're putting too much weight on those individuals. No, I'm not. I'm just telling you, I'm giving, and I, you know, if you want to argue about it, get defended, whatever, okay, go ahead. But then ask people, hey. Do you ever watch what people do? Do you ever watch what people say? In fact, you don't have to ask people. Think about your conversations, how you criticize, critique, complain about people because I think they do. Uh, and so much in the world, so much in the world, uh, our behavior in the world, it just harms our witness. It just does damage uh, to the things we're trying to do. And I know that. And you know that. You just don't like to talk about it. You just don't like to admit it. And so that was number three. Number four. The fourth thing that makes making an impact hard, makes the ministry hard, is the inconsistency of attitude within the church family. Oh, you say, what does that mean? Well, listen, there are churches who are known for the arguments and business meetings. Shame on them. Shame, shame, shame. Shame on the person who brings the arguments. Shame on the person who starts the argument, uh, who causes the arguments and everything else. Shame, shame, shame. Uh, listen, we should do everything. God's not the author of confusion. So we should do everything without confusion. I know there are differences of opinions, but in the church, you should not let that boil over into angry words and languages and things like that. You say, well, Brother Danny, what if someone's doing something wrong? Well, I will tell you this. If someone's quote-unquote doing something in Scripture, you have to realize wrong isn't defined by what you think. Wrong is defined by what Scripture says. If they're doing wrong and they're breaking Scripture and they've got, you know, they've got the quote-unquote the following... Find another church. Go somewhere you can support, somewhere you you, you don't complain about. Uh, some years ago, uh, I got behind a couple of folks uh, in a situation who were talking about their pastors. And these, po- these people just loved their pastors, loved their churches. And they were just bragging on it. I'm thinking, ah, oh, man, I wish some unbeliever or someone who didn't like the church was standing here and could hear this. Because these two... It was, it was just so refreshing to hear what they were saying and, and, and what they believed about their pastors and their churches. And I know pastors aren't perfect. Boy, do I know I was one. And whew, 
we're not going to talk about that. But if a man is trying to preach God's word, he's trying to serve the Lord, he's trying to serve in the office of pastor, I don't think barbecuing him out in public is the best thing to do. I don't think barbecuing, filleting him at the dinner table is the best thing to do because a lot of times you got you've got younger ears listening and, and you're you're sitting. You're telling so, brother Danny, I just like to vent my grievance with the pastor. Well, why do you have a grievance with the pastor? I mean, just think about it. Um, if he's trying to serve the Lord, serve the church, he's trying to do what God wants him to do. You may not agree with him, but the church called him to do that. The church didn't call him to follow you. The church called him to follow God in God's direction and to lead the church. And there's so much inconsistency there. Uh, so many church members who seem to, um, who only just seem to live for the time that they can, you know, cause a stink or raise a ruckus. Well, all these things uh, uh, bring us, uh, well, they bring us to the point that the ministry is hard. Making an impact is hard because them, and I'm going to give you one more. Like I said, there's a list of them, okay? I mean, Ali. If I was to speak till, who knows, next Thursday, I still wouldn't eat up everything. But I think the things I, I've decided to point to, yeah, I think if you look at them, you can kind of run them out to their extreme, run them out to the limits. Yeah, that, that fits there. Oh, my gosh. Well, let's do the last one. And the last one, just for today, not the last one that there is, but the last one for the day. The last reason for today that it's so hard to make an impact, so hard to make a difference, is people really don't understand what the Bible says. You know, they think they do. Oh, I've gone to church. I've heard sermons. Well, that doesn't mean you understand what the Bible says. First off, most people aren't listening to sermons very well. And secondly, I, I, you don't, I don't know that you heard the preacher right. Third, I don't know that the preacher was right. Listen, there's a lot of guys in our world preaching God's word. And when you look at it, they're not preaching God's word. You know, they're preaching in churches, but they're not preaching God's word. <coughs> and so there's, that leads to a lot of people who don't really understand what the Bible says. You know, the Bible talks about forgiving one another. The Bible talks about loving one another. The, the Bible talks about righteousness and, and justice and peace and holiness and love. And, you know, we could go on in a thousand ways. Well, when we don't have those things and we don't exhibit those things, we make it harder to make an impact for the gospel. We make it harder uh, for people to see Christ in us. And that is us who we're supposed to be. Christ in us, the hope of glory. Well, I know we have about covered everything we're going to have, you know, need to cover today or talked about most of the things that we need to talk about today. And it is hard. But here, let me give you some things to do. Keep at it. OK, I know it's hard. I'm going to I'm going to admit I'm going to acknowledge and I'm going to tell you it's going to be hard. And I, and I will be the first to tell you, I can't tell you anything that makes it easier to keep at it. Just keep at it. <coughs> Don't worry about what a brother or sister isn't doing. Focus on what God would have you do. Keep at it. Number two understand eternity's at stake a lot of people forget that eternity's at stake we will make an impact in people's life we want to plant seeds so that they come to christ they make a decision for the lord well don't forget that sometimes you have to be quiet sometimes you have to you know just not go along to get along that's that's not true i've heard people say well you know i'm gonna go along to get along no 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 because they might be I mean, I mean, you have to grieve for something that's not right or something that's ungodly or something you shouldn't do. No, no. What you, instead of causing a ruckus, find another way, express your opinion in a loving, kind way. And if the church or whatever, whoever the group is, decides to do something you think is not right, you can't support. Then don't stand up in the hallways and the byways and the corners and 
wherever else and complain and moan and groan and attack the church or the people, go find a place where you can worship. There are lots of churches. I don't care where you live. There are lots of churches. You can find one that will come in and uh, suit your needs and, and, and help you. But don't don't kill another ministry just because you didn't get your way or they didn't do what you thought they, that you wanted them to do. And finally, I know people misunderstand. I, I, I know that uh, just keep with it. Take the right stand, but don't make a mess, okay? And, and then finally, do all things in love. Do all things in love. The greatest thing is love. That's what the Bible says. And probably the greatest problem with the church today is that so many of us do things and we don't do them in a loving way. Well, that's Thursday's discussion. I enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope it's beneficial. You can write those things down. By the way, if you've ever noticed, I'm not good at math. I know you've noticed if you pay attention to the podcast. I'm a friend of mine. He gives me a hard time about it. <coughs> but I was never a math major. And uh, I'm the kind of person that makes it necessary for people to be math majors so we can have good math in the world. And I try not to number things, but sometimes I forget and get excited and I give numbers. So if you go back and take notes or try to write down and I go one, two, five or one, two, six, or I got three number threes or four number twos or whatever it is, whatever math mistake I've made, just overlook it. Okay. <laughs> okay? Just, ah, that Smith guy. And then write the numbers down and get it straight. I'm telling you what I'm telling you today is true. And you know it's true. I'm telling you it's applicable. You know it's applicable. I'll also tell you it may be wrongly numbered, and you'll know it's wrongly numbered. <laughs> that doesn't mean I'm not serious about it. It just means, you know, we have gifts and talents. Mine's not keeping up with how many things I've said because I can speak faster than my mind can think. And sometimes those words come out so fast, my mind has trouble catching up. But listen, we're at the 18-minute mark right now. My goal is to be here about 18 minutes. Let me tell you a few things. This is DK Ministries Podcast. I am Danny Smith. This is DK Ministries Proclaiming the Word Podcast. I am Danny Smith, your Bible teacher. I'm always glad to get an opportunity to talk to you. I I look forward to Thursdays uh, just in things that I hear and people send me or, or ask me, things like that. I love to discuss those things. And you say, well, you've yet to come to a Thursday and give a final answer or anything. You're right. Most things... When you examine them, they'll have a final answer. What they have is a need for us to be godly and righteous and, and understanding in the midst of them so that we can make a difference, make an impact. And the reason it's so hard today is we haven't done that. You can contact us at dspreacherman@gmail.com, all lowercase. dspreacherman@gmail.com, all lowercase. Uh, you can send us a message on the Facebook, DK Ministries. Uh, we, po- we broadcast, we, po- we record these podcasts on Anchor. I advise you to check them out. They've got the whole library there, and it's been well over a year now. And you can go back, and uh, I think the very first podcast, I'll never forget. It's my favorite one, although I haven't gone back and listened to it. I know it's horrible, but you have to start somewhere. And I told the story that we have to start somewhere. And we started there a long time ago, and uh, thanks to all those who have listened. And I haven't got a count of the world in a while of how many people have have listened to the podcast, but it's uh, it was um, – a surprising number. It was, it was a surprising number, and I hope it continues to grow, and I hope you help us. Now, let me make this very clear. I'm not saying we have thousands and thousands of listeners, okay? So I'm not that's what I'm saying. What I'm saying is I think God has opened up a door for us, and we've had some people listen. Hopefully, we've said some things that have has been something to you, and we've given you something to think about, which is our goal 
We want to give you something, not sell you something. And I hope we've given you something today to think about. This has been Thursday's discussion. This is DK Ministries. You can contact us at dspreacherman.gmail.com, all or case. You can find all our podcasts on Anchor. You can also go uh, to our Facebook page, DK Ministries, and find a multitude of podcasts and posts and uh, videos. They're there for your uh, liking. They're for your uh, observing. We will try to post this podcast on my story on Facebook, and it'll be there for about three, four hours. A number of people, and thank you to those, uh, listen to them, and at least click on. I, I, and I know some people listen when they click on because they'll send me a note. Um, so anyway, thanks to all those who listen. And by the way, send us a note, dspreacherman@gmail.com. Let us know what you think. Let us know if you been listening, unless you've come back to listening, let me know if you've recently listening. We're trying to grow an audience, uh, giving them something to think about so that they can help others, encourage others, minister to others, and witness to others. And yes, it will be as today's podcast taught. It will be hard, but listen, it's worth it because eternity stands in the balance. God bless you. We love you. Praying for you. And we will talk to you next time. Mm-hmm.